are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, John Nonbre here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA. And other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, hey, hey, what is happening, everybody? Oh, goodness, I cannot believe that we're already doing episode number 201. Last week just went by so, so fast. I don't even know. Um, so, okay, recently, I don't know if it's just something with me or if you guys out there also go through the same thing, but I have a very hard time kind of perceiving time passing by. Sometimes it goes super fast for me. Sometimes it goes super slow. For example, if I have a long day, obviously it will go super slow. But when I look back on the days that actually went super slow, it feels like it actually went super fast, if that makes sense. So I feel like this past week, not to say that I wasn't busy because I was actually indeed, but um, just looking back on the same day last week that we did our episode number 200, it just feels like it was literally yesterday. And so, you know, I'm just so happy to be embarking on this new chapter uh, with all of you guys out there, TKO Nation. Here we go. Episode 201. It's about to be lit. Okay, so today to kind of celebrate this awesome, uh, I guess, episode number. We actually have so many juicy things to talk about today. So we actually have UFC 256 happening um, this upcoming Saturday, which is going to be headlined by a great and interesting uh, bout between Davison Figadero and Brandon Moreno, who might sound a little bit familiar to all of you hardcore MMA and I guess UFC fans out there because the two have fought very, very recently. I would say as early as, let me see, okay. Let me just look at their records pretty quick because, yeah, I mean, they actually really did fight pretty recent. Less than a month ago on November 21st, both guys actually fought on the previous pay-per-view card for the UFC on UFC 255. So because both guys had such a great performance and had a, should I say, a non-exhaustive performance, the UFC thought, you know, hey, why not? The, the guys are just so good at what they're doing. And in their previous fight, in their most recent fight, they weren't actually completely exhausted. They were not severely injured or anything. So why not just pair them against each other and see what's going to go down on uh, on the main, as the main event, should I say, of UFC 256 happening this upcoming Saturday as always, this fight is also going to be happening at the UFC Apex Center in Las Vegas. And I really do hope that, uh, you know, now that the uh, COVID-19 vaccines are about to be distributed kind of worldwide, I guess, kind of like slowly, gradually. But I really do hope that uh, specifically when it comes to combat sports and specifically MMA, I would say we do get to have events across the world once again you know not just specifically limited to las vegas at the epic center or ufc fight island in abu dhabi although we always have a fantastic time when uh, any sort of ufc card is held at 
either either location but i'm just saying you know sometimes sometimes when you do think back and reminisce a little bit about some of the awesome fight cards that we've had throughout uh some of the some of the recent years um in mma for example some of the fights that already took place in madison square garden in new york or at the staples center in uh los angeles california you know all those fights, or should I say all those events, uh, were pretty uh, memorable. And uh, some of the most iconic fights actually went down in those big, big and memorable arenas. So hopefully with the vaccine coming out and with um, athletic commissions of various states, I'm kind of like thinking things through more thoroughly. Hopefully we get to have more events across the world and in different cities. So that's um, definitely my take on the issue. But um, listen, I do have to, again, emphasize that as a as a hardcore combat sports fan myself, I'm so grateful that we still do have live events happening. And I know that, okay, if you are a, I, I guess if you're a casual sports fan, you're probably going to say, well, Janon, like, look at all the other sports leagues that are doing live events like... Um, for example, Bellator or UFC aren't necessarily special in that case. Well, let me tell you, in case y'all forgot, it, the UFC was actually the first ever um, sports organization that um, ever since the pandemic, they were the first people who decided that, hey, we don't care how hard it's going to be to approve things, to approve the policies and whatnot for having live events, live sports events during a pandemic. They were the first people to do it. And then all other organizations, including the NBA, including um, uh, FIFA for soccer, all those other organizations, they eventually followed suit. But the UFC, representing the beautiful sport of MMA, they were the first ever to, first of all, have that opinion to, you know, to just uh, just think about having live events during the pandemic and actually running with it. They were successful. And then eventually other sports organizations um, followed in their footsteps. And now here we are. Thanks to the UFC. I know sometimes everything that I just say, it seems like I was kind of like hired by the UFC. But listen, they're awesome. I love the UFC as well as all other hardworking MMA organizations out there. Listen, okay, let's just not <laughs> get, go off this tangent again. But um, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm really happy. I don't know. Let's just put it that way. I'm really happy that we still have events happening. So I don't even know what I was saying before, but UFC 256, yes, UFC 256 is happening this upcoming Saturday, December 12th. But if you thought that that was the only fight that you could potentially watch on TV, well, let me tell you, you are wrong because we do have a very, very important boxing match also happening on the same night on December 12th, on Saturday, in case you did not know, everybody, please, please listen carefully. Anthony Joshua, the boxing, okay, the heavyweight boxing champion in the WBA, WBO, IBF, and IBO organizations, he is going to be defending his titles against the mandatory title challenger, Kubrat Pulev, this upcoming Saturday. And listen, 
I, I mean, this is kind of like embarrassing to say on my behalf, but I only personally figured out about this match myself today. Telling you something about how horrible promotion and marketing of this fight has been so far. When you have someone so top ranked like Anthony Joshua fighting on a fight card to defend his titles, you don't just randomly just blurt out the, the, the week before the fight, not even like the week before the fight, literally four days, three days before the fight, you put out the announcement and say that Anthony Joshua, the boxing champion, the IBF, IBO, WBA, WBO heavyweight champion of the world is going to be fighting on Saturday night. No, honey, you don't say that. You have to be promoting it. You have to put out press conferences, even if it is virtual press conferences. You need to hype this fight up. And I am directly speaking to Mr. Eddie Hearns, who is indeed um, the the promoter for Anthony Joshua. Um, the I, I would say the head promoter at Matchroom Boxing um, pr- uh, Promotion Company, which is the promotion um, organization that Anthony Joshua has been with for many, many years, for as long as he's been successful in professional boxing. I do not know why Eddie Hearns or anybody else on his team uh, has not thought about just better promoting this fight because it's Anthony Joshua and he's the heavyweight champion of the world. If this were to happen sometime in like the late 80s or like mid 90s, that would be the biggest fight of the year. And yet here we are and this fight has not been promoted or marketed properly. However, what I do plan to do today is to break down this fight for you guys so, so well so that you guys listening to this right now go out, buy the pay-per-view, and watch this fight. Not to say that I care about the business aspect of things because you guys already know I do this for the love of the sport, for the love of honestly all combat sports. So I'm only saying this because I truly care about this fight I truly care about how Anthony Joshua and also even Kubra Pulev are going to perform on fight nights. Because like I said, after all, we are talking about heheavyweight championship. Uh, the Like this is after all. Okay, let me just rephrase because I got so, so excited right there. So this is after all a heavyweight championship bout. And it is not something that anybody as a fight fan should underestimate. So because of that, please stay tuned because we are going to be thoroughly breaking down that fight between Anthony Joshua and Kubra Pulev and uh, kind of briefly also talking about what sort of implications the result of this fight will have in the whole uh, heavyweight division considering that right now, of course, we know that Tyson Fury holds the other uh, major belt in the division, the WBC um, heavyweight belt. And so whoever wins this fight, if it is going to be indeed, once again, Anthony Joshua retaining the belts or defending them properly against Kubra Pulev, if it is going to be AJ, then we will be having Anthony Joshua fighting off against Tyson Fury to unify all heavyweight belts in boxing. And that is something, ladies and gents, that we have not had in many, many years. That is something that... 
only I mean I hate to say it right now but that that was something that we used to have again in 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 the glory days in the golden days of boxing in late 80s and just sort of throughout the whole 90s that's something that we had and now unfortunately I feel like it's starting to feel a little bit forgotten however depending on what this fight um actually turns out to be what the result of this fight is actually going to be then things could potentially change for the better and boxing will not remain dormant anymore so that is obviously everybody's hope and uh so yeah i'm (laughs) in case you couldn't figure it out yourself as of yet listen i'm so so excited about this fight about this anthony joshua and kubra pulit fight but uh, today, yeah, so we're, we're going to be thoroughly breaking down both the boxing fight and the MMA fights that are happening for UFC 256. All right, so we actually have a lot of breakdowns um, to, to go through today. But br- briefly, actually, before I get into all of those things, I do want to talk about a major um, news update that has actually been an, uh, announced, excuse me, um uh as of the past few days so we already know that logan paul the famous youtube star and celebrity boxer he has been scheduled to fight off against boxing's superstar i should say uh, especially when you think about modern boxing there is definitely no way that you will not think of this name that about to drop right now of course i'm talking about floyd money mayweather so Logan Paul and Mayweather are going to be fighting on February 20th in the new year for a quote-unquote super exhibition fight, whatever that means, right? Because I feel like specifically right now for some of the well-known figures that we have in boxing, there has been more and more of these so-called exhibition fights. So obviously what we know about, excuse me, exhibition fights is that uh, they're not going to be counting as a professional and a official um, outcome, if that makes sense. So yes, we we are going to be having judges um, sitting around the ring to actually score the fight. But the thing is, uh, it, it is they're only going to be scoring it for the sake of the fight and not necessarily for the sake of uh, any of these guys' uh, professional record. So that's definitely one of the pros of uh, exhibition fights. Regardless, though, uh, I feel like in this case, it wouldn't really matter um, if this fight is going to be an exhibition fight or not, because um, we actually have one. Well, obviously, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys can already tell who I'm going to be talking about when I say one of these guys has so much on the table, has so much at stake because he has not been defeated before at all, not in a professional fight, not in a exhibition fight and of course i'm talking about floyd money mayweather mayweather has had 50 wins on his professional uh, on his professional record and uh he's also had uh one exhibition fight actually against um uh, the the japanese uh, kickboxing star in ryzen if you guys remember that in 2017 so that was also an exhibition fight but mayweather actually won that fight but as of uh, when it when it comes to official records, Mayweather has had 50 wins and no losses on a, on his professional record. Right. However, when talking about Logan Paul, I mean, I feel like there is 
not necessarily as much pressure on Logan Paul. However, there has to be a reason why uh, they kind of mashed him up against uh, one of boxing's biggest stars, Mayweather. No, it's not because of his professional record, because his only record is actually one loss. And that was against the, uh, the, the okay, I'm not like really big on YouTube, but uh, this other YouTube star who also turned professional, quote unquote, professional boxer, KSI. So the two fought and uh, Logan Paul actually lost that fight. And that's his only fight uh, to date. However, somehow you guys do the math. I guess, actually, okay, since I said that, I guess there is no math to this because the only math and logic that we're talking about in this particular fight is business and money, of course. Um, the thing is, though, uh, Logan Paul, a lot of people are saying that he doesn't have as much at stake, which makes sense because win or lose, people are going to be like, you know, he fought Floyd Mayweather and... Um, He's just going to be one of those other uh, 50 plus people who um, who ha who has not been able to crush Mayweather. And there's no shame in that. Of course, we've had some of boxing's biggest, biggest stars, biggest uh, athletes, people like Manny Pacquiao, people like Canelo Alvarez, people like goodness, people like Arturo Gotti, people like <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya. I can go on and on and on to name you all the big name fighters that Floyd May Money Mayweather has fought before and who he himself has defeated every single time. So I feel like there's not as much pressure on Logan Paul in this case. However, although this is an exhibition fight and although the result of this fight, regardless of what it's going to be, is not going to be counted as a professional um, result. But even if Mayweather does lose this fight, it is still going to be looking a little bit bad on him. But when I say a little bit, it actually will look really bad on him uh, because one of the biggest reasons why, I mean, I'm sure you guys can already kind of guess yourself, but one of the biggest reasons why Mayweather is still such a big draw at such at, at a relatively older age uh, and uh, when he's not even being that active anymore is because of the fact that he is still undefeated because nowhere he has been ever beat that's the thing with me with her and i feel like if for whatever reason if it, even if it's just a tiny mistake that leads to him losing this fight against logan paul i feel like that will actually not look good on him at all so by by all costs i really do feel like mayweather should and honestly i i'm not the type to give predictions but i feel like mayweather will win this fight i mean you didn't hear from me but listen we're talking about a professional fighter who's fought for at least two decades who's had over 50 professional fights and we're, i'm not even talking about his amateur fights that's how much experience he's had in the game we're talking about a guy whose entire family whose father whose uncle have been in the game he was born into the sport. Floyd Mayweather eats, breathes, and sleeps boxing. Floyd Money Mayweather wakes up in the middle of the night and goes to the gym to train when all of his opponents are fast asleep. That's the type of fighter that Floyd Mayweather is. That's the type of dedication that Floyd Money Mayweather has to the game. 
And again, I'm not the type to be biased here, but listen, I have to give you guys the facts. And indeed, these are the facts about this bout between Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. And I feel like I kind of like ranted a little bit too much about that fight, even though it's not even happening anytime soon. But uh, listen, when I you you guys already know, I mean, this is episode 201. Uh, that's the type of girl that I am. Like once I get heated up about something, it's really hard to shut me up. But oh, well, now it's out of the way. Logan Paul versus Mayweather happening on February 20th, 2021. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for 2021. Anyway, so that's that. But now uh, I'm just going to briefly kind of like do a speed breakdown of the Anthony Joshua and Cooper Pulev fight. So Anthony Joshua, we all know he is, for for most part, he is undefeated. Except for the one fight that he actually had against Andy Ruiz Jr., right? And we all remember that Andy Ruiz Jr., um, he delivers some nasty, nasty heavy shots to Anthony Joshua. And uh, it was so obvious that Anthony Joshua, either he wasn't prepared, either something happened before he walked into the ring. Uh, Listen, there's so many conspiracy theories about why Anthony Joshua lost that fight. But what was obvious to everybody was the fact that he came out there. He wasn't properly defending the shots that were coming towards him by Andy Ruiz Jr. He got caught and uh, he got he got so, so wobbly. He couldn't even defend himself anymore. And as a result, he lost that fight. What happened after that? Well, there was a rematch and Anthony Joshua this time he was able to defeat Andy Ruiz Jr. And now um, he's actually kind of uh, regained all those IBF, IBO, WBA, and WBO championship belts. And now here he is uh, ordered by the commissions to fight off against the mandatory title challenger, Kubrat Pulev. And again, I feel like I'm being a little bit opinionated in this episode, excuse me, because um, in this case, I feel like... Anthony Joshua is definitely going to be defeating Kubrat Pulev, although not to say that he should underestimate Kubrat Pulev as a um, uh, challenger in this case, because Kubrat Pulev himself, he's fought many interesting contenders in the past. He's fought Huey Fury, who is um, uh, Tyson Fury's brother, but who is also a very tough um, uh, heavyweight of course, so he was able to defeat Huey Fury. That's kind of say to it's kind of hard to say his name after a few times, but um, he defeated Fury after uh, a long fight through a unanimous decision. But that was a very competitive fight, and he was able to get the W for himself in that case. He was able to um, through split decision. He won against another top contender in the heavyweight division, Derek Chisora. And uh, I do have to say the only loss that Kubra Pulev has had on his record is one against Vladimir Klitschko, the former heavyweight champion. Um, But I wouldn't give him too much grief about that because we're talking about Klitschko, who is arguably one of the one of the biggest heavyweight fighters and former champions, at least when we talk about boxing from the 2000s. Uh, onwards, uh, Vladimir Klitschko is definitely one of those figures that always comes to mind. And uh, 
we all when we think about Klitschko, we think about how consistent his um, style of fighting always is, and the fact that you know because of that consistency, he was such a successful fighter, such a successful champion. So the fact that Kubrapulov actually lost that fight against Vladimir Klitschko, I'm not too too um, sad and, and disappointed about. However, in this case, uh, I do strongly believe that um, Anthony Joshua could potentially beat Kubrapulov uh, if he has the same mentality uh, that he had prior to being defeated for the first time against uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. And I, I feel like some of you might be might be a little bit confused at this point because you're like, well, what was that Anthony Joshua? Uh, that you're talking about, Jonan, before that first Andy Ruiz Jr. fight, I'm talking about the Anthony Joshua who was so motivated, who was so, so determined to go into the ring and get the job done so that every single time that he walked into the ring, it felt like it was his first time that he was uh, walking into the ring to fight as an underdog, literally, to, to fight like... He is the one who's constantly being doubted and uh, consistently being criticized, right? I'm talking about that old Anthony Joshua. And I feel like the fact that Anthony Joshua lost that fight, the only fight that he's lost on his professional record, it was because he kind of like let go of those things and he he, kind of started becoming more sure of himself. Which you're like, well, like, is that a bad thing? Well, I'm telling you, if it if that turns into arrogance, yes, it is a bad thing. If that turns into you underestimating your opponent, yes, that is a bad thing. But again, that loss itself, it kind of changed one other thing in Anthony Joshua. And Anthony Joshua, he actually, I feel like he got back to that previous mentality of just going out there and grinding his butt off to get back to where he was both physically and also uh, mentally and confidence wise. So he did, he worked on that and I feel like he got there for his most recent fight and last fight actually against um, Andy Ruiz Jr. The rematch that he had against Ruiz Jr. And now here he is about to fight Kubra Pulev, which I think is going to be very interesting. I feel like he's still, uh, he still possesses that mentality and I feel like he still potentially has that urge to prove himself to everybody once again that, yes, he indeed deserves to be called the the four-title champion, heavyweight champion. And because I think another motivating factor that is going to um, play into Anthony Joshua's um, kind of mindset right now is the fact that he, given that he actually wins this fight, he will move on for sure to fight off against um, Tyson Fury as a WBC heavyweight champion in order to unify all belts. And I feel like that's a huge motivating factor for him, something that will actually help him a lot in um, in this fight so that he keeps on the pressure and he keeps fighting uh, with a consistent um, effort throughout the whole fight against Kubra Pulev. However, he should not. The, the worst thing that Anthony Joshua can do is to underestimate Kubra Pulev and his power. Because if anything, if, if you guys know anything about Kubra Pulev, he has knockout power and he 
he's a very dangerous um, contender, regardless of all the things that I just said about Anthony Joshua most likely winning this fight against Kubra Pulev. But still, there's a reason why they actually matched him up, match him up against Anthony Joshua. All right, you guys. Okay, I don't know why I talk so much about that fight because now I'm so sad. I don't. We don't even have time to talk about UFC 256. Goodness, goodness. Okay, I'm just going to briefly say who's fighting for the main event and the co-main event. So I already told you guys, Davis and Figadero is going to be fighting off against Brandon Moreno for the Flyweight Championship belt. And uh, it will be very, very interesting because, uh, like I said, already the two fought very recently. And the two are so, so fast and speedy um, in every single fight. And uh, they're both very well-rounded mixed martial artists, which is going to make this fight even more interesting. But goodness, oh, I'm so sad I didn't, I didn't have time to break down the co-main event because Tony Ferguson is going to be back, ladies and gentlemen, and he's going to be fighting off against the jiu-jitsu mastermind Charles Oliveira in the 155-pound weight division. So I'm so, so excited for that bout as well. But also, we're going to be having... Oh, two of my all-time favorite fighters ever. We're going to be having Jacare Sosa also fighting on this card, as well as the former heavyweight champion in the UFC, Junior Dos Santos, is also going to be fighting on this card. So overall, we have boxing. We have MMA happening this Saturday, y'all, December 12th. Make sure you catch up with them both. And I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And you can also go to Spotify and iTunes to catch up with previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl Jonah right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Just hit.